Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Kirby. And I'm Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Every week we break down the most important beauty news and launches, interview your favorite beauty experts, influencers, and celebrity guests, and review our favorite beauty products of the moment as your beauty editor BFFs from the beautiful and great city of Los Angeles. Welcome Glamgelinos! We hope you stay a while. Cute. That's cute. Who is okay but not fine at all? If you're a Swifty, you know that sentence, like the back of your hand. I'm not personally okay. I had no idea what you're talking about. And I say this because I'm a fan, but I'm not a super fan. Like, I'm a Britney super fan, clearly, but I'm not like a Swifty. I feel like that's an honor to be called a Swifty. Like, you know, literally everything, you know all the clues, you know every single thing. I would say I'm more of a casual Taylor Swift fan and that I do buy all her albums I do love all of her music and I'm like very invested in the stories behind the songs. So like, yes, I know that all too well is about Jake Gyllenhaal. He's being dragged to filth on Twitter as we speak. So wait, her album came out. Yes. So for anybody not privy to what's going on, Taylor has been re-recording all her albums up until I think Lover because those masters were obtained by Scooter Braun. And he sold them. And so she was like, F y'all, I'm re-recording everything. So all these albums like Fearless, Red, Reputation, 1989, they will be called Taylor's version. And they're re-recorded and her personal masters that she controls and owns. Is she making them any different in any way? They're a little bit different, but I think like if you make the new song too different from the original, people are going to still want to listen to the original because the originals are like iconic. But if she makes it too similar to the real one, then isn't she violating? There's so much to this, but they're different enough that it works. Like okay. she found the loophole. If anyone's going to find a loophole, it's Taylor Swift. So she re-recorded Red. Red was like a very pivotal album in my young early 20s life and the song that everybody knows and loves all too well I don't think it was ever a single correct me if I'm wrong Swifties I don't think it was ever a single but this song truly whether you love or hate Taylor Swift it's one of the best written songs of all time and her walking you through her relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal there's the effing scarf that she left at Maggie Gyllenhaal's house. They still have it somewhere. God no, Jake Gyllenhaal might be wearing this scarf as we speak, listening to the 10-minute version of All Too Well. So this is the thing. She, she teased there was a 10-minute version of All Too Well. Swifties were like, please, please, please release the 10-minute version. She gave it to us on this album. Dare I say it's better than the original. I mean, the thing that's so incredible to me about Taylor Swift is when you listen to her songs... Even if you can't personally put yourself in her shoes and you've never experienced a relationship or breakup, you feel so satisfied by the things that she's saying. Like mm -hmm. one of the new lyrics that she came out with was like, I've never been good at telling jokes, but the punchline goes, your new loves or I grow older, but your new loves stay my age or something like that. Like Youch. dagger to the heart. Youch. Bite me, Jake Gyllenhaal. I will say this, though. I actually love Jake Gyllenhaal. There's something about him. Yeah, I, I think, think he's, he's a Sagittarius man. Yeah, Sag Sagittarius men. You got it going on. And I really want his version. He's also, like, very unapologetically himself always. This is, like, extremely juicy. I had no idea. I feel so old. Thank you for informing me about this. Everyone so was welcome. like, happy red day to all those who celebrate. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. You're like, is this the gap red? 
<laughs> I mean, like, I was like, I know it, like, has to do with Taylor Swift, but I'm not a Swifty. I appreciate her and, you know, respect her, and I love some of her songs, but I was like, what the fuck is going on? This is extremely juicy. It is juicy. See, it is juicy. It's so juicy. Give us what we want. Entertain us, people. Like, I love songs when they're about public figures. <laughs> Give it to me, inject it into my veins. I love it. Okay, you have an NFT update. Okay, y'all, I think I'm I'm on team NFT now. I've completely switched my point of view. I watched an explainer after talking to Patrick. I love how I was so anti and now I'm like, I need NFTs in my life. You weren't anti. We weren't anti. We were just needing to learn a little bit more. That's all. I feel like people listening to this were like, no, Kirby truly hated NFTs. She was like, they're dumb. They're stupid. What's the point? Okay. So you were a little bit more like skeptical, but like Uh willing to give it a chance. Like, I just need more information. I was like, stupid, dumb, idiotic. Why? Don't waste your money. Now I'm fully invested, pun intended. And I think that NFTs may be the future based on this video I read. We'll put this in our (laughs) (laughs) This video I read, video I watched. Wow. You heard it here first on Los Angeles. NFTs may be the future. Going up. The little red arrow going up. They're the future. So I think based on what I watched, they said that there's been like three iterations of the internet and this like third iteration coming up is like instead of using the internet just to get information or to like absorb information it's now going to be like we live in the internet and I know that sounds really weird I know this sounds like some Elon Musk shit that I'm spouting out but digital wallets are going to become more important than like what we wear or what we like drive or whatever. You know what I mean? Like a stat like digital wallets are gonna be a status symbol. So like the way they were putting it is if you go to a party and you're talking about your digital wallet and you have like this NARS orgasm NFT from 2021 and it's 2030, people are like, oh my God, you got in early. Like you, you have this NFT that like not a lot of people were getting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Patrick also said that there are several basketball teams whose players are like really big into the NFT thing and they use their NFT like an art image as their avatar on Twitter. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, they have this NFT as their avatar. This is a big deal. I'm still not fully wrapping my head around it. But now I fully I told Patrick for Christmas, all I want are uh, beauty NFTs. <laughs> He's oh. like, so we're going to go broke. Great. Yeah. Thanks for uh, that lovely uh, recommendation. Skims and NFTs. Yeah. Sarah, we should be husband and wife or wife and wife rather. You really get me. You really get me. I'm paying attention. Exactly. I'll buy you and Zoe an NFT. So Zoe, I will buy Zoe's first beauty NFT so she can have her digital wallet banging. Oh my God. What a lucky bitch. I know. It's like when Kanye got skim, uh, skims, got Kim, all of those stocks. Do you remember that? Yes, yes. You're like, that is true love right there. Disney stock, Starbucks stock. I was like, Apple stock. I'm like, this bitch, she gets it all, really. She really gets it all. Anyways, Sarah is back from her Parisian, Sarah in Paris, if you will. Sarah in Paris. She's back. How was your trip? Tell us everything. So I just got back yesterday afternoon, so I'm, like, still a little bit jet-lagged. I totally binged. I had already watched Emily in Paris, but I, all like, I played it while I was in the hotel room because it's, like, a fun show to have on in the background and, like, the fashions, if you will. Yes. so fun on the show, so I feel like it inspired my shopping. The trip was incredible. What, what a treat. It was, like, just four days of, like, excess luxury sleeping at the Ritz in Paris and Kirby I have to I have to correct you so the Ritz in Paris is strictly just the Ritz and then like there are like the Ritz Carltons in the United States wow 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 okay I'm not bougie enough to understand that (laughs) no I wasn't sure like uh why that was but it's because the the Ritz Ritz is like the Ritz it's like the OG built in 1898 it's like Beyonce yeah. Madonna. The exactly. Ritz. Okay. 
yeah, home to uh, Coco Chanel. Ernest Hemingway stayed there. It's so beautiful. It's an institution, but it's not like you're staying in like a creepy old hotel. Like it's like, you know, they obviously like modernized it, but like, boy, oh boy, the wealth that surrounded me. I was just like, I aspire to one day, like have enough wealth to be able to just like casually stay at the Ritz on my own. Okay. So why were you there? Tell everybody while you were there. Yes. Okay. So I was invited by Chanel Beauty. They are launching something very special in the new year. I can't tell you more than that because they might kill me, but you will hear everything come January. It's a very, very exciting launch. So they invited myself, our dear friend Julie Wilson was there from Cosmo, Blake Newby from Essence was there, Celia from Vogue, who I'd never met before. Margot, who I don't know if you've had the pleasure of connecting with Kirby, but she is such a gem. She's incredible. And she, like, strictly shops, like, vintage clothing. It was, like, her... Her Instagram is incredible. Incredible. And, like, her um, New Year's resolution for 2021 was to only shop vintage, and she, she succeeded, except, like, with the exception of, like, a pair of sneakers to work out in. But her outfits were, like, on fucking point. It was, like... Like, she's just, like, pulling out all the stops. Good for her. Good for her. So she also, like, told us, like, where to go shop vintage in Paris. And if you ever want to shop vintage anywhere, Margot has an incredible, like, Google map, like, where she is, like, I think there's, like, over 100 different vintage shops that she has visited. And she has, like, you know, pinned their locations, like, and, and written her reviews. So it's, it's actually really, really impressive. Wow. Anyways, she was on the trip. And then there were some, you know, quote-unquote influencers, Thailand, Nguyen, Mandy Mad, Jessica Clements, who probably seen her face like on the wheel of Coco Chanel Instagram. She's just like so beautiful. But everyone was so, so kind. Also, makeup artists and nail artists, Bettina, Bettina Goldstein, Sindel. I don't remember Sindel's last name. She's like a Chanel makeup ambassador. And then Tasha Rico Brown, who is a Chanel makeup artist, she was there. Oh, the beauty sandwich. Have you ever gotten the beauty sandwich before? No, but I follow him. Okay, so Yvonne was there. I'm like dying to get a sandwich now. I want a sandwich. Which is like his famous like layering technique for all of the like skincare treatments he does. So anyways, it was a big group of us. It was so great to like be in Paris with Chanel with all of these incredible like people in beauty and just to like it's like we had like so many wonderful dinners and obviously like just like waltzing around the city we got to you know visit the Chanel's apartment which is 31 Rue Cambon I had to check the uh, bag because I bought myself something Kirby Johnson oh oh excuse me I know excuse me Okay, first of all, I have no fucking clue that, like, I mean, I knew people, like, waited in line to get in, but, like, people were waiting hours and hours to shop at the boutique because, like, I guess because of COVID, obviously, we all know supply chain issues. So, like, inventory is low. People are traveling to Paris to shop in the OG boutique. And, like, I am not kidding you. Like, people went straight from the airport. They were there in line with their suitcases wow yeah and like people are like extremely extremely dedicated um but anyways I like bought myself something so that was fun what what did you buy I'll show you I don't like brag about it ma'am you're not bragging you've earned it you bought it with your own hard-earned money what did you get okay so I have been wanting to like buy myself a bag for a while now and so I was like why the fuck not I'm here I'm gonna do it it's like a really beautiful like off-white purse with like mixed metal chain she's really pretty I was like shopping and like there weren't that many like I said low inventory and I was shopping with Jessica and I was like gonna get like this other bag and she was like you just don't seem very excited about it like I don't think you should buy that one she's like I can see it in your face and I was like oh my god okay fine uh and then I like found this one person and she was like I can tell by the way that you're holding it that you really want that so I was like okay I know it was so funny I wish you were there you would have like freaked out with like the cute little like lipstick pouches and just 
The lipstick pouches are on my short list of things like I absolutely want. Kirby, if I had an extra thousand dollars, I would have gotten it for you. I <laughs> want to clarify here. So when we went to Paris with Benefit, I had PR people like writing me going, did Benefit buy you that Louis Vuitton bag? Remember when I like posted the yes, picture like yes. she got came to Paris, bought a Louis. Like it was like the first yeah. thing we did when we got there. Yeah. People were asking me if Benefit bought that bag. And I was like, I understood why they were saying that because we were on a press trip, but also slightly offended because I'm like, I, I literally saved my hard earned money to do this for myself, you know? So Chanel did not buy her this bag. Let's just be very clear. And people thought also that I was wearing like a Chanel suit or dress. It was not. It was a Sandra dress, which. Love Sandro. It was very much inspired by a Chanel dress. But people were like, oh, my God, did they buy you like an entire like outfit? And also, I was like, no, that's not Chanel. I bought it on my own. We could only wish we could only wish that would be incredible. But to that point, today's topic is all about what goes on behind the scenes at press trips. And we're going to talk about the comparison between what happens with editors and what happens with influencers. Great. Love that. There is gifting that happens. Yes. Oh, yes. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. All that to say, it was so lovely. I miss Zoe so much. I'm happy to be back home. Matt did a great job being a single daddy. And I was like, what am I going to buy her? Like, I need to get her a souvenir. And I bought her this, like, Ritz bellhop teddy bear. It was, like, about this big. So cute. And I, I knew when I saw it, I, like, had to get it to her or get it for her. They ring it up, and they're like, 80 euros which is the equivalent of like 90 dollars and i was like and you know it's like i'm not gonna like say oh no never mind so this fucking bear the size of my hand it's like a hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> zoe's gonna slobber all over it uh-huh. and mm-hmm. love 100%. it 100 percent love it her 90 dollar bear yeah yeah, and wow. now I also want I, I was like, anything I buy for myself now, I, like, justify it, too, by being like, oh, Zoe's going to get it. Like, this purse I bought for myself at Chanel, Zoe's getting it, so I have to get it. Investment piece, correct. Yep. 100%. So not only is she going to get a beauty NFT from Undie Kirby, but she's going to get my Chanel collection. Like, what a lucky bee. You know what? At least you can justify your purchases I'm just spending... You're like, Quinn's going to wear this yeah. Fendi sweatshirt. <laughs> Quinn's going to destroy this Fendi Skims jacket in three days. Like, no big deal. So I did go to the Fendi Skims pop-up, like a plebeian that I am. I really enjoyed the updates that you gave. How was it? How was it, the pop-up? It was very annoying, to be quite frank, because I went... Only because somebody, one of my friends who is a celebrity makeup artist, Katrina Klein, sent me a picture of the pop-up. And at first I just saw Dior and she knows like I'm a whore for Dior. So I'm like, oh, are you just sending me like a picture of like sunset with Dior behind it? And then I saw it. It's like there was a vacant space that they turned into Fendi Skim. So it's not at the Fendi boutique on Rodeo. It's like a completely different setup. I got there... I was told by Fendi it opened at 10. It opened at 11. I was rushing there, got there like, I don't know, 9.55. Oh, so you even got there early. Girl, I was waiting in line for like three hours and they opened at 11. I was probably the 20th or 15th person in line. I didn't get in until 12.30 because they made it like the luxury experience. You had one salesperson to each person in line they knew if they let everybody in it would it would be a free-for-all it's gonna be a shit show yeah and frankly it was a shit show in there even with like that organization like covid reasons too totally obviously we were all wearing masks it was fine they had the press uh, like a influencer preview the night before so mariana was there and i saw Brittany xavier there why are you not on that fucking list kirby i'm not a list fashion influencer You sell more skins than Mariana. Maybe, okay, maybe not, but just as much. This is insane. I got up at 6 a.m. I actually got up at 5.55 to go online. I had a full cart. And then by the time I went to check out, everything except for two items sold out. So I went ahead and just bought what I got, which was 
the hosiery bra that says Fendi Skims. I got it in red, which matches my jacket. Wear that shit. I'm going to put new tape on my nipples and walk around around. with that shit on it. Okay. And then I bought, I bought a pair of the tights, even though I'm like, when am I ever going to wear these? I got a pair of the nude tights. With a cute skirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You wear the tights with a cute skirt. You wear the bra with like a little blazer. Keep it open. Oh. Show that shit off. Yes, I need you um, for fashion direction for sure. But yeah, I went to the boutique because I really wanted a bodysuit. I wanted a long sleeve bodysuit. They did not. By the time I got in there, y'all, I was literally the 20th person to enter that pop-up. They told me that most everything was gone in all sizes. Did they have a limit? You could only buy three of each item in each color. So I guarantee you. That's a lot. There was a lot of people in there, I think, that were buying for resale purposes. Yeah, which which is annoying. And I would say, like, most of the stuff that was sold out were things, like, that were on the more affordable side. Like, the more skims versus the more Fendi. They had a beautiful, long dress that I was obsessed with. Like, the material was so delicious. I just could not. I was like, I'll probably wear this dress once. I can't see myself wearing it again. I want something that I'm going to wear a lot. So I first went after this one jacket. It was like a bomber jacket that was like a dark hunter green. Kim has it. And I was obsessed with it. It was $3,000. So that did not happen for me. I was like, I'm insane if I buy this. Like, I'm actually mentally not well. Like, I can't do this. But it's so easy at like pop-ups like that to like get caught up in it and be like, I need this. I need this. Yeah, but, like, I would be literally, like, borrowing money. You know what I mean? Like, No, no, be, totally. Like, financially, like, I cannot afford that, right? Like, let's be real here. Like, that's no, in no shape, way, or form. That's, like, my rent. I mean, it's a lot of fucking money for anything, but, like, and sorry I keep cursing, but, like, on a purse or, like, a pair of shoes that you would wear all the time. It's, like, a hunter green puffer jacket. Like, how often do you actually wear that in L.A.? Well, also, what I'm saying, too, is, like, it's Fendi Skims. I could literally like go over to Chanel and buy something that I wanted to buy. You know what I mean? So I ended up buying this like windbreaker jacket that's reversible. It's like this bright red orange color. It's like lightweight enough. I'll wear it all the time. Although I haven't taken the tags off of it because now I'm kind of like, should I resell it? Like I'm really like holding on to it until they are complete, like the pop-ups done and like their online stuff is done because I'm, I'm like, okay, what's going to happen with this? So I'm keeping my eyes peeled. Anyways, that was our luxury uh, shopping extravaganza conversation. A rarity, but you know what? Live it up. We're turning 35. Let's treat ourselves. We've worked hard. We worked hard, so we're allowed to. That's how I'm justifying this. Yes. Okay. And more news. (laughs) Tell me, I'm so sad I missed the bliss y2k dinner it looked like so much fun everyone i knew on my instagram was there kirby hosted trivia and looked incredible in her control freak a la britney spears top how was it kirby okay it was so fun so bliss launched about a month ago a line called youth got this it's all retinol infused products so there's a serum and a moisturizer and to celebrate it they had tinks everybody's favorite millennial from TikTok host. And I was so excited to meet her because I am a huge fan of Tinks. And they reached out to me a couple of weeks ago and they're like, hey, we're doing this dinner. We obviously want you to be there, but we need someone to host trivia. Do you want to come do this? And I was like, yes, 100%. And it was so cute. So Courtney, who works on the Bliss team, came up with about 30 different Y2K inspired questions and then made me these flashcards that had like the ring. You are in high school or college again. It was incredible. Like studying. So cute. Yes, it was so cute. And so I got to go to each table at the dinner and basically quiz people. And then the winner, each table got like 10 questions. And then the winner at each table got to pick from this basket of Tinks's favorite things, which include like a Barefoot Dreams blanket, which I was so like good. telling people Don't. you have to get that one. Yeah. Cali Rosa Pink Tequila, which is like Adam Levine's brand. A Skylight, one of those like projectors that do like the stars on the ceiling. Uh-huh. These beautiful wine glasses, like a set of four. One of her big like giant yeah. Yeti type 
cups. Like there was a ball of weights. Like uh-huh. it was like good stuff. I was cracking up because I was a little nervous about who was going to be at this dinner. I'm like, is everybody, is everyone going to be too young to really understand these references? And everybody there was like pretty much our age. And I was talking to Becca Tilly from yeah. the bachelor of bachelor fame and scrubbing in pod, who, by the way, I just want to put this out there. I don't know if there are any bachelor fans like that watch the show and have watched the show, but Becca and Jojo are literally not only like the most beautiful human beings in real life, but just so freaking nice. They are always so nice to me. They always come up to me and say hi whenever I see them. I'm always like afraid they're going to forget me like they're that they don't they're not going to remember who I am, but they always come up and, and talk and they're so, so lovely. So just if you are a fan of theirs, just know that they're like incredibly wonderful people. But Becca was like, Oh, yeah, when I got here and I saw retinol, I was like, what are you trying to say? I'm like, yep. yep, millennials. They're like, they're trying to say exactly what they're trying to say. Exactly. But they knew it. They knew it. They knew that, like, you know, if you're getting a bunch of Gen Z in there, they're too young to really understand, like, why you need retinol or, like, they're not even thinking about retinol, most of Gen Z. You know what I mean? So it was really fun. It was at Doheny Room. We had, um, they had like amazing cocktails called like Bye 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 and Toxic. They had like Bliss branded Dunkaroos and like Cosmic Brownies. They had like a whole candy station with just stuff that you, you know, Dum Dums and Tootsie Rolls and, you know, Tootsie Pops and all that good stuff. And like an amazing DJ the whole night was just playing Y2K inspired music incredible it was so much fun but I did get to meet Tinks and she was so so lovely and nice and she was just like the cool older sister that you like wish that you had like she's just awesome isn't she actually younger than us I don't know how old she is I think she is I think Tinks is 30 oh she's 30 is she yeah because I was listening to her on Mariana's podcast and she was like I just turned 30 that was last year. I mean, we're like essentially the same age. But now that Kirby's like BFFs with her, she's going to come on the podcast. We're manifesting that. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I want her on the podcast. I actually think Jojo and Becca should come on the podcast because oh, I think they yeah. probably have a lot of secrets to share, especially when it comes to like Bachelor stuff. Like they know it. They're so funny, too. Like they're the funniest duo. So, yeah, that was so much fun. So while Sarah was at the Ritz with her embroidered pillowcases, <laughs> I was dressed up as Britney Spears a la 2000, like quizzing people on if they know who J.C. Shazay is, which so many people did not know J.C. Shazay. It was like very upsetting to me. Oh, I, my God. The, what? Yeah, I know. One of the questions was name all of the members of NSYNC. And like people yes. were getting like Chris Kirkpatrick before, before J.C. Shazay. Yes. I'm like, I'm literally like yelling like, who carried the group? Who yeah. was the lead singer of the group? And they're like, Justin? I'm like, are you on drugs? Who are you? Oh, my Some God. Some people are like saying AJ McLean. I'm no, like, oh my boy God. band. Leave, leave boy the- band. <gasps> wow. Wow. Leave the room. Best, best part of the night, though, was... I was like, I would die if like JC Shazay rolled in here. And someone from the Bliss team was like, we were trying to get Lance Bass, but he just Uh, had his babies. Right, 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 right. And I was like, I would have been telling Lance, like, you need to put me in touch with JC. Like, this is not an option. We're like not even like one degree (laughs) away from JC. We're literally like half a degree. Like he's so in our circle of friends. He's in our orbit, guys. It's going to happen. Manifesting JC Shazay. Manifest. Manifest. I told Patrick, or actually maybe I didn't tell Patrick this, but I told him that if and when he proposes, JC Shazay has to be singing in the background somewhere. So I know that like once I see him, I'm like, okay, I'm about to be proposed to. This is happening. <laughs> so make sure he does that, Sarah. <laughs> Noted. I'm on it. <laughs> Spanish version of this, I promise you. Thank you. In oh, advance. my God. <laughs> Wow, a deep cut. Wow. <laughs> okay, wow. Um, okay, on a slightly sadder note, I wanted to bring this up because I referenced this content creator all the time on this podcast, and I truly valued her friendship. And it's like such a sudden, shocking thing that we learned of this week. But Sam of Here for the Tea, this account that she created did such a wonderful job of like really like calling out problematic things happening in the beauty industry, especially when it came to YouTube. And she was one of the only quote unquote drama channels that 
I thought when she would comment on them, I was like, yes, this is how we should be talking about this. Her sister notified Manny MUA that she had passed away in her sleep, I believe, on Saturday night. And it's such a... I still honestly am, like, in disbelief. She was always just, like, so lovely and she wanted to remain very private so that like it was always the focus on like her work and not herself like she wasn't like trying to be an influencer you know what I mean and sadly Manny like sent me a dm on I guess it was Monday and was like hey and then sent me a voice note and just he let me know that her sister had gotten in touch with him and Manny was really close friends with her and we don't know what happened but her sister said she passed away peacefully in her sleep and I feel so heartbroken for her family and her friends that are having to deal with this right now it's just like it's such a shocking thing that happened so our thoughts are with everyone that was affected by this and I hope we find out more information so we can you know hopefully do something to like commemorate her life it's such a weird thing when like someone that you haven't met and you don't know like on a like deep personal level passes away like I interacted with her account all the time yeah and I mean like even like if you weren't friends with her like she posted so frequently that it was like a part of your day you know yeah I don't think I really like come to terms that it happened because I'm just like wait what like I'm sorry such a sad situation I hope that she did peacefully pass away and I hope that she is at peace now So I just wanted to give a shout out to Sam. All right. So as promised, we are continuing with our (laughs) under $20 wifes, which for those of you who are listening and you're like, why do they keep saying wifes? Which I know we've gotten some messages. It's what's on your face. By the way, I have to like clear up the saliva in my braces. I'm getting my braces out next month, you guys, and I'm so excited. I'm woo, so woo. fucking excited. Someone messaged me on Instagram when I was like talking about my leatherology like train case. They were like, your speech sounds different. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. you noticed. I mean, it was fine. Wow. It was, like, I, especially when you like, I just wake up. It's like, there's a lot of saliva. Anyways, okay, back to what's on your face. For under $20. I have two products I want to talk about. First is an oldie but a goodie. And I've talked about this product at length before on our CVS haul episode. But I felt like I wanted to bring it up again because winter is nigh. And it's such a good product if you have dry skin or if you're like slugging for winter. Or if you're just looking for a product that is really just going to like lock in the moisture in your skin. It is Walida. How do you say is it Waleda or Waleda? I don't know. I always say Waleda, but I feel like it could go either way. Because it's like German? Waleda. 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 It's their OG skin food ultra-rich cream. I ran out of it. I you know, didn't have it in my possession for a while. They sent me uh, a package recently because they also make really, really amazing baby products. And we've been using Waleda baby products since Zoe's born. But I didn't have anything for myself personally, actually, since I last talked about the product. So have it in my possession again. And I just like remembered how obsessed my skin is with it. So if you have not tried it, you need a bottle. Even if it's not something that, you know, you have oily skin or you don't like like a thicker moisturizer, like it's great to use like a light layer as a primer or like I said, like maybe for slugging, like you just use a little bit at the end of your skincare routine. It's not too oily for my skin, but I do tend to use it more at night. I traveled with it. I used it as my last step in my skincare routine while I was gone. It's got a bunch of like really incredible like plant extracts and oils and beeswax. So it really does feel a little bit balmy, but it melts into your skin. I don't find it greasy, but it really just makes your skin feel nice and hydrated, um, or I should say moisturized. And the bottle is, it's like two and a half fluid ounces. It'll last you a really long time, I think. A little bit goes a long way. And it is $18.99. You can recycle the bottle through TerraCycle. 
it you can use it on different parts of your body too, like your elbows, any other like dry areas on your hands. It's just such a good product to have in your collection. And then also a lot of makeup artists have it in their kit because they like to use it to prep skin before makeup. So that's one product I want to mention that's under $20. And then I want to talk about some Mary Kay goodness. Mary Kay, tell us, lay it on us. We love freaking Mary Kay. I mean, we always talk about how much we love Mary Kay. Like, I feel like every month or so, we, like, bring her up. So, <laughs> she, I'm, like, referring to, like, Mary as, like, she's, like, Charlotte Tilbury or something. Um, Mary Kay launched their, like, holiday launches. And I'm currently wearing their uh, limited edition matte lip. And I don't like a matte lip, y'all. Like, you know, it's, like, usually very drying. It's, like, not the look for me. But this matte lip is actually really comfortable on my lips. And I feel like especially with wearing masks these days, like it's just really annoying to keep having to reapply lipstick. So they have a matte and shine lip set. It is a matte liquid lipstick, which I'm wearing the color cinnamon, which is like this beautiful, like rosy, it's like a mauve. Yeah. I love it. Um, so it is a matte liquid lipstick, but then it also comes with a lip oil that is just like really nice and nourishing on your lips. I'm going to just tell you that together it's $28. So it's over our, our budget. However, it's two products. So I feel like, you know, you're getting two for the price of $28. I feel like that's a good deal. Okay. Okay. And like both necessary. You don't have to wear them together, but it's not like a lip sense. <laughs> deal once condition you can wear it whenever you want but this liquid lipstick formulation is really really good and then I also because I felt like I was cheating they have some fun metallic eyeliners for upcoming holiday parties and this one is it's $12 I have the silver one in my possession and it's just like really really pigmented and it stays put and so if you're looking for like a fun little sparkle for like a holiday eye like a parties or like a date night or if you're just like wanting to look fab it's $12 nice it's really really cute so yeah that was my under $20 um haul wife if you will wow we got three recommendations out of that we love to see it you know the Mary Kay eye makeup remover is still holy grail status for me same whenever I'm running low I'm like I need to refill because I can't live without it Yeah, I'm running low. I'm running low, but I've been wearing more eye makeup lately. And I'm like, it just, it works. It works better than literally anything else. I truly don't, nothing else compares. Love it. Okay, as promised, today's theme, we want to talk about what happens on press trips. We've probably mentioned going on a press trip here and there throughout our almost 200 episodes. I know we're getting close to 200. It's upon us. I can't believe it. We need like a confetti cannon cannon. So we figured it would be interesting, especially since Sarah just went on a press trip, like to talk about kind of how these work. And I feel like that's a question that we get a lot. Like, what is the purpose of a press trip? And I think because of all the influencer trips, people get confused and they're like, oh, it's a press trip. So basically it's just like, oh, they're going to get showered with gifts. But no, there's purpose and intention behind a press trip. Yes. So press trips initially started as a thing where before the internet's long lead, like magazine editors would be taken somewhere by a brand to learn about a new launch. There wasn't really any pressure to cover it. It was more like this is happening. This exists. Obviously, like, you would hope by taking certain outlets that they would be compelled to want to feature it. And I feel like it's a two-way street though. Like if a brand wants to take, you know, an outlet or at this point an influencer to learn about a new launch that's coming up, then I probably am getting more time not only learning about it, like it's not like a mailer or, you know, some kind of like 30 minute Zoom meeting or, or whatnot. Like you're actually getting experience with the product and learning more in depth about like the strategy behind the launch and why they use certain ingredients or why they went with this in this direction or who they're partnering with. Like if there's like a, you know, like a 
advocacy program that they're partnering with or whatever. Um, so at the time when they first launched, it wasn't like a big showy thing. Like it, you didn't like Instagram didn't exist. That wasn't something that happened. Right. Because also too, like journalistically, like you are not obligated to write about um, any of the product or the launches of the brand or whatever, when you go on a press trip, like even now, like that's, you know, where we stand for refinery, like, yeah, basically, it's like, you're not contractually obligated, just because you're getting invited on this trip, and you're being wined and dined. But to Kirby's point, press trips back then were not press trips, um, the press trips that we have now. Yes. And now I feel like what happens is, is a lot of times the influencer trips and the press trips have combined. They'll take like probably 20 influencers, depending on their budget, and then maybe two to three outlets to go on these trips. And these trips are no longer like go and learn about it in advance. It's literally like I call them launch trips now because usually when you're on the trip, in Sarah's case, this is like a true press trip. But for instance, Benefit. Benefit always had launch trips. Like you were on the trip and when you were there, the product launched and you were seeing it for the first time then. We would, when we were told and invited on our press trip, we'd be like, what is this for? Because at the end of the day, like, yeah, would it be nice to go to Paris? Sure. We need to have a reason. <laughs> yeah, we need a reason. And if the product isn't great, like I want the product in advance. I don't know if it's the same for you, but I would be like, like, for instance, with Benefit at Pop Sugar, we just knew we were covering Benefit. The Pop Sugar reader loved Benefit. It always did well. So we worked with them a lot. And I remember like for Bad Gal Bang, when we went to Ama Amangiri, I was like, I need the mascara ahead of time because like if we're doing this launch trip, I a, need to try the mascara to make sure it's any good. And B, if I like it, I'm going to want to create our post to go live on the launch day so yeah. that I'm not scrambling day of trying to figure out. And then I'm lost in SEO. Like there's like a whole, yep. there's a whole strategy behind it. I was listening to full coverage with Manny MUA and Laura Lee which has like quickly become one of my favorite podcasts because they really just break down like what the hell goes on in influencer land. And I was shooketh by some of the things that they revealed. It's somewhat the same, but also very different from what happens with editors. So one thing that they brought up was like, you know how Sarah, you and I are always thinking, yeah, like when we go on press trips, it's like a job. And like the influencers are there with like a plus one and like hanging out and like it's like a full vacation and whatever. My mind was completely changed on that point of view when I listened to full coverage because it almost it almost sounds worse for the influencers. Because they're expected to like create so much content around it. Yes. So one thing that Sarah just brought up was that we do not sign a contract to go on these trips we do not guarantee any type of coverage. We're like, you can take us, but that does not mean this product is going to go on our website or whatever. Um, and for influencers now, for the most part, if you're going on these trips, you're signing a contract. You're agreeing to like at least five frame Instagram stories every day, like two to three posts a day in some cases. And when they were telling me this, they said that like, it actually kind of illuminated a lot. Cause you know how Sarah sometimes were like, Oh, that influencer was a bitch or like they weren't, yeah. they didn't seem very happy or half the time they think we're the brand or whatever. Like I actually kind of like have more empathy for them because they were saying that they are so frazzled to get content up because they at the be, you know, if they go on these trips now, they're expected to do so much to go on the trip that, like by the time they actually get to the the next event or the dinner or whatever, they're like exhausted. Oh, totally. I feel like I like that would especially happen at um like the benefit launches be, or trips because they were like launch trips where we would all like be there for like the big announcement and then the influencers would like scramble and then like go back to their rooms to like edit their YouTube videos and be gone for like hours. Um 
and like Kirby and I would already have like our stories had been written or we're like you know adding to the story that we already prepped um or or we're not at all like we're because we're you know not expected to write the story so you know we can write them when we, we get back home um but yeah it is it definitely must be really stressful for, for, stressful for them and one thing that they brought up is they they felt like brands should be doing way less on these trips. And I think that there's a happy medium. I've been on trips where I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, I feel like there's not enough for me to even like, do you want me to write a story about this? Like, w- there's not enough activities or not enough, enough learning, etc. And their point was that sometimes brands jam pack everything and you're required. So part of their contract is like, you're required to be at these events. Like if you go on this trip and there's rock climbing, you can't opt out of it. Like you have to go rock climbing because they want the footage because there's a photographer there taking, you know, footage for their own content for the brand's Instagram or whatever. Yes. And so what they were starting to say is like, a lot of these big name YouTubers like that have been OGs and been in it for a while are not going on press trips that much anymore because they're realizing like you're using my name and likeness to promote your brand and I'm not getting paid for it. So like, why would I do this? But I do feel like there are some cases where like an influencer is being paid. They brought this up. So now there are a lot of people, if you're seeing like the big guns if you're seeing the big names on press trips they're they're probably paid to be there um and that's and honestly like I when I heard that like influencers were signing contracts to go on these big trips and agreeing to produce all this content just for the trip not getting paid to do it I feel like that's like really shady of brands to do and do do the influencers have to, you know, put hashtag sponsored content, hashtag partner or whatever? No, they're not required, mandated to I don't do think, that. I don't think they're required to do that because they weren't paid. And I can't remember. It's been a couple of weeks since I listened to this episode. But I do think they touched on that where they were like, and then it gets weird with like disclosure because you're like not technically getting paid to be there, but then they're expecting you to post. And it's like a whole thing. So, um I'm going to link to this particular episode of theirs because I thought it was really insightful. Um, but yeah, like that gets weird too. I, if anybody if anybody here is listening and you are an influencer and you're getting <laughs> invited on trips, do not sign a contract to do anything for a brand unless they're going to pay you to produce content. Like that's insane. I think that's whack in my humble opinion. Also, free legal advice. Don't ever sign an NDA. Don't sign an NDA. You are not an employee of a company, of a brand. Don't sign the FN NDA. You can agree to an embargo and sign an embargo agreement. There's no reason why a brand should be asking you to sign an NDA. Y'all have lost the FN plot if you're asking people to do that. Just throwing that out there. Okay. Anyways, that's my soapbox for this episode. Um, the other interesting thing I found from this particular episode is, yes, like when you go on press trips, They spend so much time and money shipping product from the brand to the location and like decking out your hotel room with all of this product. Like Tarte is a great example of this. Like when we would go on Tarte trips. I feel like no one does it better than Tarte. I mean, benefit trips also do this, but like Tarte is like, it's like every time you go back to the room, there's something new. Yes. And it's out of control. You're like, I literally just left like five minutes ago. How is there a new product that has appeared in my room? You're also like, I can't, what do I do with all of this? How do I get this home? And like, they will often offer to ship it home. But then you're like, I don't even need half of this stuff. But the point of doing that is they want you to post on social. Like everything has like this social forward focus now. Did you see that they flew everyone on a PJ from New York to Florida? No, I missed that. But I did get invited to that trip. But the PJ wasn't coming to LA. So... Mama didn't get to go on that trip. Um, But, you know, it's like, again, you're flying a PJ. Is that really the best for the environment? Like, do you really need to fly people to Florida for this, like, holiday spectacular? I don't think so. I think that press trips and influencer trips are going to be, like, much different 
going forward. Like I think totally Kirby and I were like very lucky to have experienced it in its heyday. I know that like old school school editors, like some of them have like some incredible stories for like the lavish press trips that they used to get to go on. But like we, I feel like also got to experience like all the benefit trips we got to go on were so incredible. I mean, press trips are still like, like, such a privilege to be able to go on them and we're so lucky but um I feel like everyone's sort of like taking a step back from like the super super like I mean obviously the one that I went on was very like ex- extravagant but also not not in comparison to some of the ones that we've gone to too oh no totally like Chanel obviously is luxurious because it's Chanel but it's probably way more toned down than going on like a tart benefit Right. It's like a traditional press trip. Like you're spending time with like the brand, you're learning about new innovations. Um, but like, it's not like a yeah jam packed trip where we're like it being expected to be like photographed doing certain things. So yeah, I feel like, ev- like the trips are under more of like a critical eye. And so people are just like, take a step back and be like, okay, what is the real purpose of like a press trip? Again, <laughs> let's, let's uh, refocus here. Totally. And I think that, you know, maybe there will be a split again between press and influencer. Although I feel like we know a lot of the influencers or knew a lot of them at that time when we were going on them. So that's why we were invited with them in conjunction. One thing that I thought was really interesting from full coverage is that they said that You know, they would go on these trips and be expected to post all this content, right? When they would do that, there was an expectation where they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to like work on a bigger deal with you. We want you to be on a gondola. Like we want y'all to like be the face of this new launch. So they're like, okay, like it's kind of like a networking opportunity too. like get close with the brand. Like you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, all that stuff. And then after the trip, it's like radio silence. And so they are giving away content essentially for free, but then not getting their uh, the other end of the the bargain from the brand that they were kind of like incentivized to go on the trip for. I hate calling them press trips now because it's like it's not it, they're so different. Like what you went on was like I think fully a press trip. Yeah, how how they operate. The trips I'm kind of referring to with like all of the influencers and the extravagance, it's very much an influencer like launch kind of trip. Yeah. What is your ideal press trip? Like from a professional standpoint, like what are you getting out of it? Is there a good or bad way to go about it? I think like obviously Chanel is like so great, but like really the way that they organize and handle the trip, the way that they choose the different press outlets that are going to be there, you know, we're all coming from like different digitals, different dot coms, different magazines. Like, so our reach is going to be different, you know, not to say that I don't appreciate it when like a bites like my competitors, but it's like, I like when I'm getting like a unique angle and can offer that, you know, special story to our readers. They also, you know, don't jam pack the schedule, give us a little bit of free time because we also are there to work. We're not on vacation, right, Kirby? It's like we have to actually work. So it's like, I need to like sit down and like check my emails and like do my work. But obviously, I know I'm there for a reason, too. So and we were talking about this, like, sometimes when you get invited on a trip, you're like, what is the purpose here? Like, am I gonna just be like, doing yoga and having lunch, and then like, trying a new product? Like, what is it? Like, give me like a reason um, other than just like relaxing, because it's work for us. So I feel like I, I appreciate, like, the lavishness of, like, an influencer trip sometimes, but, like, I like to be on, like, a traditional press trip. Yes, and I, I love your point about the different outlets because, for instance, when you and I worked at Bustle and Pop Sugar, our, our angles were, like, going to be exactly, almost identical. Yeah, exactly. It, it was – and it was fine. Obviously, like, I would, like, not even go on trips if you weren't going to be there. I'm like, I'm out. Sorry. Bye. But I think that – when you, when the brand really thinks about, okay, have a refinery 29, we have an essence, we have Cosmo L like y'all are all going to cover this launch. Should you decide to in a completely different, unique way for your readership, it's not going to be like 18 ways to wear so-and-so's, you know, new launch or, 
blank just launched the best blank of all time. Or, you know what I mean? Right. Or like, here's my review. Uh, you know, like it, everyone has the same exact review, but no, it's like, obviously we're all going to cover it in a very different way because our readers are different. And that from a brand perspective is the smartest way to go about it because you are reaching different demographics. So yeah, and I always love like also being able to connect with different editors. Obviously, we've met like such incredible people on like these like press influencer trips as well. But it's nice to like be among your people. Yes. I mean, things have changed so much for me being a freelancer because if a brand comes to me about wanting to cover, I'm like, great, reach out to one of the outlets I work for. <laughs> I don't get to decide if I'm going and going to cover this. Like, there's so much more to the process. I have to pitch an idea and get it approved by the outlet. And then they have to agree to pay me to do that. You know what I mean? It's such a different dynamic than being in-house somewhere and getting to decide whether or not I'm going to go. And I also think like my priority is Los Angeles. So for me, I think my ideal trip would be getting an exclusive interview with somebody relevant from the brand side. And I'm not talking like CMO. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like no shade to CMOs, but like, that's not what this podcast is about. So I'm really looking to talk to a brand founder or if there's a celebrity face attached or there's an ambassador who has a big following that's attached. That's what I'm specifically looking for. And I want to know, are you inviting any other podcasts? Like, sure, I can, if you want to reach out to whatever outlet I work with for me to cover, great. But can we also get an audio exclusive as well? That's kind of like my priority. But yeah, I, I really, hearing Manny and Laura talk about the influencer side of things, I was like, I do not envy that. And that sounds literally miserable. I actually now understand why they have their plus one there because usually they can't make all the content on their own. Yeah, they have to have someone filming it. Yeah, it's crazy. So, which is why, like, so many of them, it's like they bring their Instagram boyfriend or partner, you know, who's like, who has like video or photo experience. <laughs> and you're like, oh. They also, well, We'll end on this note. They talked about the extravagance of like things that they've been given on press trips, which by the way, I was like, perhaps this could be a FTC violation because it feels like they're overly gifting. Like it has nothing to do with the brand. Like it's not like a makeup palette that they're getting. They like, they said that a brand gave them a drone. Like they were saying the most ex extreme thing they received was a drone, which drones are huge for content creators. I'm like, everybody on the press trip got a drone. That's like thousands of dollars. They did say one brand gave everybody a Louis Vuitton gift card or like a Chanel gift card or something. I don't even think Chanel has gift cards. And I was going to say, do they have gift? Like, do these luxury houses have gift cards? That's so crazy. I have no idea, but it was a luxury brand. And I believe it was Smashbox invited. It wasn't a press trip, but it was a dinner. And it was like a nice thank you. Like, and the brand said don't post about this. We don't want people like thinking that y'all are promoting that we're giving this to y'all. We just wanted to thank you for like your partnership over the past year. And so they felt like that was like a nice thing. But then they said they were thinking to themselves, but are you trying to bribe me into working with you and, the, and cover and like talk about your product organically? You know, 100% so, yes, 100% yes, 100% yes, hard yes. So that's kind of what happens. Yeah, and I feel like if anyone has any other questions, we can always answer um, on our next episode or whatever. I feel like I still get asked so many different questions. Yeah, because it looks fun and luxurious and you're flying somewhere. and But you're like, it's still work. It's fun work, but it's work. So, Yeah. All right. That's it from us. We will be back on Friday with a brand new episode. If you enjoy Los Angeles, follow us on Spotify, leave us a five-star review on Apple, find all of the products that we talk about in our episodes on glossangelespod.com. And yeah, that's it. I don't know what else. Yeah, that's it. Oh, Kirby got bangs, it's so great. I got shorter bangs and I kind of look like Gail Weathers in Scream 3, but I'm into it. Okay, bye. Bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 